Al, we watched a very serious film this week. We did. That we laughed a lot through. We laughed so much. <laughs> Not because of the content, really. I mean, some of the content, but like, it's a very sad movie. It is a sad movie. It's also sad other forms of media, but yes. <laughs> we just laughed a lot through it. There was one point in time that we'll talk about that I swear I couldn't breathe. I so could were, not breathe. You were out of control. <laughs> I was like, oh God, is that all going to be okay? Am I going to have to pause this so that she can actually not die? We'll, oh, we'll talk yeah. about that more in a little bit. We will talk about that, yeah. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Season Layer Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about anime, video games, and manga. Hello, I am Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And we're here to talk to you about a, a piece of media that we've already talked about before. On episode 121. 121, back in April of last year. Mm-hmm. We discussed uh, the I Want to Eat Your Pancreas light novel. And the manga. And the manga. Now we're going to talk about something else. So we discussed how the two were different and everything, how they were similar, how you know the different mediums told that story in various different ways. And now we have a, a third medium to, to look at. Eventually we'll get a fourth. Well, it's the same medium. If it's sort film of, is film. But with movies are people. Movies. Yeah. But with people. Uh, we watched the, the anime film. Mm-hmm. which recently just came out on home video over here. Did we do our introduction? Yes. Like, with us? Yes. Okay. I don't remember saying hi. Al oh. clearly just does not pay attention when we are recording. <laughs> I am kind of in a weird... <laughs> anyway, continue. Al's very awake. That's the real problem here, is that I'm very much not awake. Anyway, continue. We watched the animated film. We did watch the animated film. Um, and during that episode, we we talked about, you know, which scenes in particular we were looking forward to watching it animated or in live action, depending on which version we got to watch. And also, you know, certain scenes due to the dub cast that we had known at the time mm-hmm. and just seeing, like, you know, how they were going to pull those off and everything. Yeah. Like, I remember specifically saying, like, I cannot wait to see this one scene with Robbie Damon because I think he will nail it. Mm hmm. I remember saying that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is he going to nail it? Is he, is he going to is, is he is gonna, he gonna, is he gonna do it? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? It's also interesting how they pull off the whole like name thing in here, but we'll talk about that too. Right. Like I think that's maybe the, this is the, the medium that is the easiest to pull that off with. I agree. Because you don't really necessarily have to name characters the entire time and they really don't do a whole lot of character naming throughout this nope. um, considering it's just a lot of conversational language so you know you don't really necessarily need names for that so they, they're able to kind of get away with it for the most part except for one specific scene which is <laughs> really good <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <sighs> um wow I promise I won't Okay, I can't make that promise. I'll do my best not to die from from laughing. <laughs> we'll we'll see about that. We'll see. Um So I mean we we have talked about the story a bit. Um yes. 
and it's still generally the same here that like um there is a boy a high school boy who goes to the hospital to get stitches removed and finds a book and he really the likes weirdest it. hospital the weirdest hospital it's like a dmv there's like there's like a ticketing system and you have to wait till your number's called. It's, it's like, like what is happening? Patient fifty four, go to booth. Da, 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 da. And he's like, oh, that's mine. I have to go. I'm like what? That's my ticket. What are? I gotta get my license renewed. <laughs> <laughs> and also these stitches out of my body. God, it's so weird. But that's how it starts. I mean, yeah. sort of. Like, I think it starts with like a cut in of like, "Hey, this is the story. This is what's gonna happen." And then like, we we end up getting that scene. And it's well, it starts with the the funeral. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it starts yeah. with the funeral, and so it's like she's going to die. Here's the story of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just very nonchalant. It's like, yeah, I'm dying. That's my book. Thank you. Can I have it back? He's like, I like reading. I like books. I didn't expect him to be as tall as he is in the animated version. Like, I I guess I never really expected. Like, I never pictured him as a tall person. I think I think the manga kind of doesn't give you the the perspective of that really. Mm-hmm. So that I think this being you know animated and everything kind of opens it to a little bit wider view of like oh well you know there's definitely a, a different height difference here, but also just that could just be a fact of you know that the both versions were kind of work being worked on at the same time ish. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, because the the manga began serialization in August of 20, 2016, uh, and then wrapped up in May of twenty seventeen. But the again, the film was the anime film specifically was announced in August of twenty seventeen. So could also just be a thing of like, hey, you know, the the anime wants to do a little bit something different than what the the manga has done. So it's their own version of it. So. You can kind of play with character heights and all that sort of stuff in that way. So, And give them M's in their hair. Give them weird M haircuts. <laughs> the two main characters have M's in their hair. Slightly different M's, but M's nonetheless. And they don't have, they don't, they aren't defined by M names. No. Like Loki has an M on his head, but, you know, he's, he's got an M in his name. Apparently, according to the vet. He really liked the, the Majin Buu saga of Dragon Ball Z, so he decided to get an M in his head. Oh my god, get out. <laughs> Don't slander my cat this way. He has bad Majin taste. Loki. He has bad taste in a lot of things, but it's not that. <laughs> I, you don't know that. Loki, do you have good taste in things, honey? <laughs> no. He's like, what if I just lick myself? <laughs> That's his answer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I didn't expect that. And the, the M haircut's pretty weird. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the first things you noticed, I think was the haircut. And then yeah. I pointed out that she also has an M and they're the only two that have the M. So that's interesting. Mm. Mm, the M duo. So it's not good. Not good haircuts. No, no, it's not great. Um, I would not wear that haircut. I also would not wear that haircut. Uh, so yeah, they have that whole like opening scene. Then they have like them working in the library together, and she's just yelling the whole time, basically. Hey, how's it going? We gotta do this stuff, right? 
And I'm just like, oh my god, it's a library. And like he he waits until like one scene later where he's like, this is a library, you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, dude, she's been yelling at you this whole time. Why didn't you tell her to be quiet ages ago? Crazy pants. Um, and it, there's the whole thing of like, she doesn't want to learn how to be a library assistant. He's like, yeah, you got to learn all the, the call numbers. And she's like, what? There's more of this job than just getting the books. And chatting with you. Yep. Um, Me specifically. You, yes. You. I mean, out of the two of us, I'm the one who actually works at a library. <laughs> Although I can't say that my library is quiet. I would be her. Just like show up and be like, wait, I have to do all this other stuff? What? what? I mean, I do love books. You do? Maybe not as creepy as he is about it, though. I hope I'm not as creepy as he is about it. You're not just sitting all day or going around reading. I mean, I do read a lot, but... You also interact with people. Okay, yeah, fair. Like, I don't make up scenarios with, like, what people think about me. And my, I mean, okay, yes, I do. But not, not like he, time. not like he does. Right. Like, I have anxiety thoughts of, like, this person hates me. They definitely hate me. But, like, he just makes up scenarios about, like, this is what they think about me. And, like, buddy, that's not normal. You should probably see a doctor. Or something. <laughs> or something. But I will say that I was legit juggling reading two different books today at work. So if that tells you anything. <laughs> Not actually juggling. It was like one hour. Oh. You know, like this book and then an hour. I'd read this book and then I'd read this for an hour. Shame. I know. I know. One thing that's like not story related that I want to talk about is uh, the art. Mm -hmm. um, I actually liked it. I wasn't sure because like. I had not seen a whole lot of it before we watched the movie. Right. And I was like, I don't know, what's this art going to look like? And then there have been things that, like, I don't love the art, but I really like the like the story, like, um, five centimeters per second. Like, I don't love the art on that, but the story's great. Um, but the art was really good on this, other than the M haircuts. <laughs> I thought it was all right. I think at times it looked a little plain yeah i could see that like the, the quality of it wasn't as like i guess popping off the screen as you would kind of expect from a film yeah per se but but it wasn't hideous to look at either no it wasn't it wasn't anything like that like it was not like anything you'd look at and be like oh this looks bad or anything like that so <laughs> like I, I, at best i would say it's fine yeah i mean like i didn't hate it mm -hmm. there were scenes that were definitely pretty and then there were scenes i was just like all right cool yeah um but yeah, so we, we get this story of unusual friendship. Yes. Um, where she and a, lot, and a lot of the story is basically the same as the novel and manga. Like there isn't really too many differences seen throughout. Like they'll the they will kind of sometimes little like mix around certain elements of scenes mm -hmm. in different ways, but for the most part they're like there really isn't anything like huge cut from the film. Um there's no really thing like added or anything like you know like that. Um, it's basically you know a condensed down version of the 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 main overall story into an hour and forty minutes basically. 
Yeah, I mean, there's one scene in the hotel room that I was like, uh, this is a weird way that they're doing it, but like. It wrapped back around. It did. Because I, I was going to be real mad if they left it out. Because it's a very important part. I would say the, the one big difference is how subtle they are with like the actual twist reveal. Yes. Yes. That's something we talked about last night when I was recovering from watching this. Um, <laughs> Cause so like, obviously if you have not seen or read or watched the alert. film, spoiler also like, what are you doing? Yeah. Go, go, <laughs> go at least read something or yeah. watch the movie or something before you or go listen to, this. listen to our past episode about this. Yeah. You could do that. Where we go more in depth with the story. Um, one of the through lines you hear throughout like the the story and the manga is like, oh, there's been a rash of st- serial stabbings essentially, mm-hmm. and you kind of like on you'll see it pop women. up on young women, and you see it pop up every now and then. Like I think it comes up like a few times throughout the the story and then the manga. I can think of at least twice. Once is like his mom's um, watching the news, and then the second one is that they hear about it at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get that that same scene with his mom, like hearing it on the tv and it's very it's very much just like in passing in, in yeah. the film where it's, it's, it's very like, much in the background oh this is something that's happened on the news today and now for the weather mm-hmm. like it, it does not feel important in any sense of the imagination because it just feels like oh that's just it's just random news right that you would hear in passing in general and like his mom um, just watching the news yeah exactly and then they don't ever really bring it up again Mm-mm. so like you just like kind of just it's gone and then once the actual twist happens it's like it's a little bit more shocking in that aspect because you you really would not see it coming no unlike the other versions of the the story would would kind of like kind of be a little bit of a tell for you where this is just like well you hear it once very briefly in the first 20 30 minutes of the film and then and it's very here it is at the end yeah so i think like if you were coming to this for the first time watching this like watching this instead of reading the the novel or the manga like this twist would be incredibly shocking. Yeah. Because of all that. Yeah. Like all absolutely. those factors are like I think like I does this in fact make it the best version to see first because of how shocking that twist would be? Yes. I can agree with that. Cause if you want that that to come out of nowhere, this is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it it works much better than just like hearing it kind of pop up. Because if you heard it pop up again like another time you would probably instantly be like that's strange why would they bring that up again like there'd be no reason to have just like some other people talk about this if it's not going to come up again yeah i mean like i've mentioned it multiple times when we've been talking but like this is one of the best examples of like Chekhov's gun that i've ever ever seen in my life Mm -hmm. that it's like you can't just like put it out there and not use it like it's it's gonna come up in the story somewhere but like the way that it's done in the film is just so subtle that, like, it's, like, the tiniest Chekhov's gun, but has, like, a giant bullet in it. Right. Because, like, you, like you said, if, if in the novel, like, they have, if you're writing that down specifically, that's going to mean something later on. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Like, that's not just going to be incidental dialogue. Um, and in, in the case of the manga as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to point that out unless it's going to mean something later on. Like, obviously, you know, you can, but... But why would you? Yeah, but why would you? Why would you? Especially if, if, with the manga version specifically, why would you waste time doing that specific scene mm-hmm. where they say that if it's not going to mean something later? Right. And also, like, you know, if there's no, like, real resolution of it, why would you even put it in there? Yeah. So with with the way the film does it, it feels like it's just incidental dialogue. 
It feels like a throwaway. It feels like a throwaway. And then it just wraps back around later on in a way that you're just like, oh. (laughs) It really wasn't. I wasn't expecting it to be done like that. But I think that you're right that this would be the best version to watch first because it would just hit you out of nowhere. Yeah, it would punch you in the gut because you would be like, you would never expect it. Yeah. And I think that's part of why it wasn't as emotional of like a thing for me this time. Because this is the third time you're experiencing this is the, the story. Third so. time I've experienced the story, yeah. and like I got emotional the first time. I think I read the book first. Yes. Um, I that definitely got right. emotional for that, but like, I feel like this is the most like masterful way that they've pulled it off so far. Yeah, I I I agree. I think it's a really really well way, a really clever and well done way to to do that kind of twist. Mm-hmm. Um. The news report about the 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 murder though is was really weird. Like we were talking about that, like how this is essentially like giving you an info dump as a news report, but like it's so detailed. It's very detailed, especially because it's like five or six hours after it happened. They're like, oh, well, she was buried murdered by a knife. It you know got her in the abdomen and everything. She was already bleeding so much when they found her, and then they tried to get her to the hospital, but she died on the way. Like also, hey, this is who she is. Also, this is who she is, her her age and everything, where she went to school. There's a picture like, of her. And a picture of her. Like, if this was an actual, like, murder investigation, they would never, the, the police especially would never release that kind of information before, obviously, you know. Um, they've even finished the investigation. They've even finished the investigation, contacted next of kin. Yeah. And family. Yeah. And gotten the okay to release information or anything. Like, you would never, it would just be, hey, a young woman was found stabbed in the in a street she died on the way to the hospital police are still investigating the matter if you have any and they found the culprit who did it yeah they wouldn't even release the culprit's name no at this point probably and i mean like which this doesn't even do either (laughs) no but i i think that like there was so much detail in this news report i'm like that would never happen ever no like it was like like obviously you have to do it because it's like the way you have to he finds out yeah but it just felt like such a strange like addition of like here's this big old info dump in a way that it would never happen. Like I don't know that I've ever read a news story where it's like so and so was murdered and this is the method of how they were killed. Like specifically, they were either shot or stabbed in this section, and it took this long for them to die. And da da da. They were killed yeah. immediately on this section of the road. It's like, um, it's a lot of detail. It's a really it's really messed up. Yeah, it's. Really- yeah but i guess if you're wanting to get across that this is the twist yeah you have to get that detail because you haven't really mentioned it prior to this right and i mean i think they do bring up like oh this has been like a serial stabbing thing Mm -hmm. and did they even say that he was caught yeah they said like uh the culprit got away but it was found later and confessed to everything okay so yeah, like I guess like in in retrospect, yes, it makes sense why they would do such a huge info dump because obviously they have this to. hasn't really been telegraphed and you kind of have to fill people in. But as like it being an actual news report, it's very bizarre. Yeah, that would not happen. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. The other big thing about this film, which we were going to talk about, mm-hmm. that caused Al to nearly die. I nearly died. There is a scene on the train when they're going to <laughs> do their overnight vacation type dealio. And this is where she's writing the journal and talks about, like, she's going to, like, 
she's writing his name down and he's like, I don't feel comfortable with you writing my name in there. And she's like, ah, whatever, I'll do it anyways. And like, oh, by the way, I, you know, I, you've, I know your last name, but what's your first name? And in my mind, <laughs> I was, cause this is a common comedy trope. Yes, it is. Where like, if you want to not name something or like you're trying to like get around cursing or something like that, you would be like, oh, my name is, and then you would cut to like something making some, another noise some sound effect or like a car going by or in this case a train going by yep. so in my mind i was thinking like oh here's how are they here's what would be funny if they did he goes oh my name is and he's go <laughs> as the train goes by and then we get to we get to where it is and he goes oh well my name is and then it cuts and he goes <laughs> i was like oh my god they actually did it train noises <laughs> which led to me just be like he's like oh by the way my name is her, her. <laughs> i i genuinely cannot believe that's how they pulled that off because i was like that's that's a comedy trope they would not put this in a very serious drama and then they did they did oh they absolutely did i was like wow Wow. His name is Choo Choo. This is my mother. Her, her. <laughs> and here is my father. Her, her. We are a family of train enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And then later when you see like that she's like scribbled out his name, it's just like, oh, she was trying to make a train noise there. <laughs> Out, she just couldn't figure it out. She just scribbled it out. <laughs> She's like, "Oh God, how do you make this train sound?" <laughs> yeah, I'll, just, I'll come back to it later. It's a scribble. That's similar, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was. I oh, legit man. couldn't breathe for a second. You were you that th that might have been the hardest I've ever heard you laugh. <laughs> Shit could not breathe. I was like gasping, trying to get air into my body while remaining laughing like a. It was great. Oh man, I. I wasn't expecting that to go over so well. <laughs> I just seriously lost it. I, I I don't even know how to explain it. It was just super funny to me. And then like, throughout the rest of her, just like, her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Her, her. <laughs> um, speaking of his name, that is not Choo Choo related. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, you have to edit that out. Nope. No. Um,. So throughout this <laughs> hey, it's me, Choo Choo. <laughs> I'm a real big fan of Choo Choo Rocket. Oh man, uh, <laughs> ma'am, how do you write that on the birth certificate? H R N N H R N N. Her nerd. Just draw a little train next to it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, a little smoke coming out of the. <laughs> 
Let's <laughs> watch that, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, um okay. What were you gonna say? Uh I was going to say that um in the in the book and the manga, um one of the things that is prevalent throughout is that like he refers to himself as like classmate who I'm getting along with and stuff like that. Like he, he always like, re- like is referring to himself by how other people are thinking about him. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting thing that they do in the book and the manga. Um, so I was interested to see like how they would pull that off here. Um, if it wasn't choo choo sounds, um, uh-huh. <laughs> But how they ended up doing it here is that he explains, like, you know, I, I don't have friends. I don't talk to people. Like, everything that I think of is, like, people, like, I in my brain, like, I know how people are thinking of me. And so I make up scenarios based on that. And he says something to the extent of, like, classmate that I'm doing this with or classmate who's like this. And I'm like, okay, so that's how they're going to make that reference of, like, this is how he thinks of himself. But interestingly enough, like they they bring it up in that one specific scene, mm-hmm. but don't really bring it up after that. Well, I mean, it would be harder to since yeah, yeah. But like, it's, it's interesting that like that like they they obviously make mention of it so to reference that, but then mm-hmm. it's like it's never a nice again. nod for like mm-hmm. those who have read the material. Yeah, um, but it it seems kind of like a weird like in passing type thing, right? Um. Otherwise, but I was like, oh, hey, that's it. Because that's something that I really find fascinating about this book is how, like, he keeps referring to himself as that until the very end when you actually find out his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it's like... Spring? Is that his name? No, it's... <laughs> it's a Torn. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's essentially the implication. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. Uh. He's a weirdo. That's really yes. all there is to it. He's a weirdo. Yes. Um, but she likes him for some reason. Um, he also has a very long butt in this version. <laughs> like a very, very unnaturally long butt. It's odd. Long butt boy. Um, something that is worth mentioning is that there is a character that we both know and love. And when he showed up on the screen, we're like, is that Gumboy? Is that Gumboy? Is it Gumboy? And then he's like, Gumboy! He's like, oh, you know, how's your relationship with her? And he's like, oh, it's not what you think. He's like, oh, you want a piece of gum? We're just like, yeah! It's Gumboy! <laughs> He's obviously one of the best characters. He is. God, he's so good. I love Gumboy so mm-hmm. much. He gets kicked in the butt. That's my second butt reference in like two minutes. All the butt references. But yeah, I was super happy that Gumboy made it because I was worried that like they would cut him for like time. Was the scene with him and his brothers in the other material as well? Or was that something specifically for the anime? I don't remember it being in anything else. Because I couldn't either, but also it's like I haven't read that since last year. 
I also don't remember the scene in the marketplace being in there. Where Sakura just kicks this dude straight in the junk. Yeah, and then somebody's like, oh, he's going to lo- lose both of them there. <laughs> I was like, good. what does that even mean? She waits till the cops are coming and then just winds up and just field goal kicks him straight in the junk. <laughs> Gets him in the nards. And he just goes down like that. Oh, man. I mean, like, understandably, he goes down. But. It's not, you're not going to recover quickly from that. I don't know why she waited until the cops were there to do so. but Me either. And then ran from the cops. But I don't remember that being in the book or the manga. Um, one thing that was in the book and the manga that was not here is that we didn't get spaghetti or heart plates. In the the weird um, like cake sweet cafe, cafe. yeah, yeah, because he ate a lot of spaghetti because he said he couldn't eat so many sweets. So he just ate a bunch of sweets in this, and there was no spaghetti and no heart plates. Nope. Like the heart shaped plates are very just good. regular old plates. Lame. Super lame. Um, so those are some things I could think of that are different. Because mm-hmm. I don't remember that that scene with the Nards, and I don't remember yeah. um, the scene with the brothers. Um, they also slightly changed the the post credit scene as well. Yes, you are correct. Or like the epilogue, essentially. Yes, because they made it so that he didn't make a complete faux pas there. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it was still adorable the way it was pulled off in in this and the book. But I I think I prefer the book version better. Um, where he like accidentally lets it slip that like Gumboy totally has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, you only have two friends, man. I, I know who it is. <laughs> you have two friends and I'm one of them. <laughs> um, which th- that cafe scene with him and uh, is, is her name? Kyoko? Kyoko. Um, that cafe scene was weird. The way that it was just placed. Right, because I think in the manga they are in a table. <laughs> and the, like, the pillow slap. There's a they're they're set by like a table, like a normal table in a in a kind of cafe like that where you just sit across from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and this he's by like a window table essentially, where it's just like you're sitting, looking out at, through a window. Yeah. And like that's where they have this at, and they just like stand and have the conversation. It's very bizarre, yeah. and it's not bad or anything. It's just like not what I would have expected. Like that's not the direction I would have gone with that scene. Well, the one thing that is bad is the pillow slap with his weak face skin. <laughs> she slaps him, and this is basically how it sounds when she slaps. Because like if you're going to slap someone in it's that pretty- heat of in the heat of the moment like that, you're gonna hear basically like a no, that's a bad one. You're gonna hear a that's also a bad one. You're gonna hear a. Like that. Yeah, it's Ow. it's gonna be a significant slapping sound because she's really mad at him. But instead, you get possibly the weakest slap that I've ever seen. The weakest slap. Like, and the it's also combined with the weakest sounding slap <laughs> I've ever heard. And it's basically like this. Yep. <laughs> and then his cheek gets red. His cheek turns red. And <laughs> it's it was... like, what are you doing? You and your weak face skin. <laughs> Yeah, because he turns red on this and he gets punched in the face once and bleeds and then like stops bleeding all of a sudden. Which again, it does not make sense for him to bleed after one punch unless like he's and because they don't really show where he's bleeding from. No. Like I we probably talked about this in the other episode, but the only way he would have been able to bleed from a singular punch is if he gets popped in the nose. 
Mm-hmm. Easy, like obviously that's the easy spot. You get hit in the mouth. Again, easy spot for you to bleed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it doesn't. That doesn't happen because he's like bleeding from his forehead. You get punched in the forehead, you're not going to bleed unless like you get caught in the eyebrow. Yeah. It, but you'd have to be really accurate and get like your punch square on that eyebrow to cut you to like split it open to where it would be a very bad cut. And again, that would be a very lucky punch for yeah. in order to do that. But this is just like a little dribble of blood. And that's it. Well, it shows like a lot of blood for a minute and then it's just no blood at all. Well, it's not even a lot of blood. It's just like he's he's got some blood coming down his face, but then like it's not much. Like her, her, she, she pulls out like a, like a handkerchief or something to like get it, get it off him to stop the bleeding, and it's like full of more blood than like whatever was on his face. So it's just like ah. And then she like pulls it up by her chest, and I'm like, ew, no, you're gonna get his blood on your shirt. No. Blood for blood. It's awful, but like, yeah, he is blood pack. He has such weak face skin. He has a really that's he, you know, he got all that tough skin on his butt because it's really long. And then there was none left for his face, so he's got weak face skin. With the weakest slap in the world. Um, we also get giant, giant fireworks. Yeah, there's so many fireworks. They that town blew their whole firework budget for like 25 years <laughs> just for this one festival. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's like Disney World level fireworks. It might actually outdo Disney World. It's ridiculous. It's also alarming how large and close they are. And then, like, they pull back, and it's like they're not that far away. <laughs> they're very far away. It's like, what is yeah. going on? It's like, oh god, that'd be terrible. Did they did they buy the biggest firework ever? <laughs> um, they also cut out her subplot of being a magician. That's a shame. It is a it is a shame. That is a shame. Um, but yeah, those fireworks. Was like, um, which that is the one scene where he actually finally figures out how to give a hug. Which is good. He's not just like sitting there with his arms down like, what do I do here? Yeah, like she hugs him a few times and he's just got his arms like straight out like... I don't know how to describe it, but they're straight down basically and... <laughs> do I do I hug you back? I don't know. Uh, I'm still processing this. And so he, he finally returns the hug in the fireworks scene, which is, which is good of him. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I was like, that's significant and... Something that should be mentioned. Um, one thing that's funny is that Mario Kart's apparently like on a PlayStation now. Yeah, the Sony PlayStation exclusive Mario Kart. Yeah, everyone knows that. Um, which that scene, man, um, it is, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I almost had to tell you to like go forward. I really almost had to. And it was hard reading it in the book, and it was hard seeing the manga. It was harder here. Mm-hmm. It was, Which obviously makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it was rough. And, like, I don't know if you got the same level of discomfort with it. It just seemed to go on for a long time. It lingered. It did. And it was like, Which I think obviously is, is the intended effect, because they want to make you feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. While that's happening, and just, like, making it linger for that long, which makes it, like... Obviously, I think it's, like... That's a scene that's probably like maybe fifteen seconds. Yeah. If that it but it feels like, so much longer. Yeah, it felt very long. And like credit to Robbie Damon, like he did a fantastic job in this, and we'll talk more about what he did later. But um his like creepy breathing during this made it worse. 
Mm-hmm. He was like, <sighs> and I'm like, dude, you gotta calm down. <laughs> it's terrifying. This is some ASMR stream. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever wants me to ASMR for them ever. <laughs> I would be the worst at it. Um, can you can you can you can you breathe less into the mic? <laughs> You're blowing it out. <laughs> I'm not getting the tinglies. My ears are just hurting. <laughs> the tinglies. <laughs> if I did ASMR, it'd just be me laughing hilariously. <laughs> People are like, this is the worst. Why did I pay money for this? Awful. Um, but yeah, that that was a very, very hard scene. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I got to laugh before it about the PlayStation Mario Kart, though, because mm-hmm. that was really funny. It's very blatant. <laughs> it's like, that is very clearly Mario Kart. That is not the controller you would play Mario Kart on at all. Ever. I don't know. It has an X button. Clearly the same. Oh, my God. They're both video games, right? Yeah. Right, right? They were um, playing it on the Nintendo. God. Um, so yeah, I, I was dreading a little bit that. Um, and it was as bad as I expected. Actually, it's probably worse than I expected it to be. But yeah. Um, so that's something to keep in mind is uh, that if you have previously read the book or the manga and you're like, that was a hard scene. It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse here. So just like brace yourself, maybe skip it if you need to. It can, it can be. And then he just sits on the ground with his wet butt, his wet long butt, and bleeds out of somewhere mysteriously and then stops bleeding. His butt. Uh, he's bleeding from his butt? He is. We reported that he has <laughs> anal bleeding. Oh, my God. He didn't punch him in the butt. <laughs> what if he did? That would be weird. <laughs> I'm going to punch you. <laughs> in the butt. <laughs> um... Which, speaking of that that entire, like, plot with that kid, like, he's brought up once in the beginning mm-hmm. um, where they're like, you deserve better than that weirdo. You should go out with this guy. Which I'm like, how did none of her friends know that she was already going out with him? Um, you know, not smart. Whatever. And then, like, they, they skipped the hints that, like, there's a thing there. Like, he, he didn't have his bookmark go stolen, go, go missing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But then the dude's like, hey. What, what are you doing here? What are you doing? You're coming and he's from like, what house? are you doing here? He's like, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'm going to punch you in the face. And he gets his umbrella thrown on the ground and then falls on the ground after he gets punched. And he just sits there for a solid like five minutes with a wet butt. I mean, to be fair. He did get punched in the face. He got punched in the face. He just went through a terrible situation. Yeah. Like his brain's probably all scrambled and just like. He's like, oh, I fucked up real bad. Yep. Things are really bad. So he's probably just like, like just there, just like, uh. Books are better. Yeah. Um, which makes me think of this is a weird thing to reference right now, but. (laughs) Oh boy. Um, there is a song in Frozen (laughs) that, um, Kristoff sings. It's like reindeer are better than people. Do you want to build a snowman? No. Let it go. Reindeer better than people. And so, like, my thought when I was saying, like, I should have stuck to books is he's just like, 
books are better than people. I can't, you're going to have to edit that out because Disney's going to come copyright strike us. That wasn't even the actual tune. So we're good. <laughs> we're going to be absorbed by Disney+. Plus. Oh, God, no. Please don't. We're going to get put in the vault. Eat the rich. Destroy monopolies. Next to Walt's head. I... The mouse is going to come out smoking a cigarette and be like, kid's going to get to work. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, are we working with Walt's head? Get to work, kids. The vault's not going to clean itself. Oh, okay. <sighs> we got to clean the vault with Walt's head. That's what the newbies do here. So we have I've to... been here for a hundred years. <laughs> they won't let me out because of they copyright. They won't let me out because they keep changing the copyright laws. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, kids. It's me, Steamboat Willie. <laughs> well, now we're really gonna get Disney strikes. Come at me, bro. Oh my God, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so books are better than people. Um, uh, but this is all resolved very quickly, mm -hmm. which I guess it is in the book and the manga too. Like she, she forgives very, very quickly. Um, yeah. And I guess he also forgives very quickly, though I don't know that he was. His situation was worse than what she did. Yeah. Um, but also he got punched in the face. So like, that's kind of a comeuppance on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just sitting in the rain with long butt getting wet. Long butt man. And then they have the whole like thing of him like taking clothes from her house, but like they don't reference that she has a brother um, yeah i guess they don't they don't and they don't bring it up that kyoko like finds out that like he was returning the clothes yeah that that's all skipped over and she's like why are you wearing clothes from her which I, I guess that like if you're going to like cut out a scene like that seems pretty skippable in terms of just like because it doesn't really add anything to like the main plot as a whole all like all that scene would do is like oh kyoko's mad at him again yeah, it would have been easy to pull it off with like the hotel, uh, hotel, Jesus Christ, the uh, the hospital scene, which I think is where it happens in the first place. Yeah. Um, like it would have been really easy to incorporate it if they wanted to, but I can understand why they didn't. Yeah. Um, they were almost they were fifteen minutes away from being two hours. They probably didn't need to yeah. extend it that far. So that's fine. They just could have made a better slap or something, you know. <laughs> so like, like obviously there's gonna be some things cut for time and like stuff like that but like nothing is super egregious like this isn't like the film adaptation of a silent voice where there's huge plot lines that are just completely cut yeah because that's a Even that's much longer too. manga than uh this is obviously or a much longer story in general than what mm -hmm. this is but again for the most part it just seems like if there is anything cut it's, it's mostly just like hey we can kind of trim this off for time and everything because it's not super essential I but. love that we got an extra scene with Gum Boy, though, like in yes. exchange. I was like, yay, Gum that's, that's, Boy! That's a good exchange. I agree. I, I'm happy with that exchange. <laughs> um, is there anything else that I feel like I just really, really need to... You know, Uniqlo, they go to Uniqlo. Kind of. Oh, no, it's definitely Uniqlo. They don't. They don't show logos. They don't show logos, but it's Uniqlo. I know what those stores look like. <laughs> That's which, which obviously is is how they're going to get away with 
using it, but not being like, hey, we're going to pay you for locos and all that stuff. Were the subs fan subs or were they? Yes. Okay. Evident by the, the more stern language in some aspects. Oh, right, right, right. That's true. There were some, some F-bombs dropped in situations. I was like, whoa, that's aggressive. Um, But they did go to Uniqlo, which um, I guess the thing that, well, there are a few things that someone talked about. I want to talk about the, the hotel scene, though, mm-hmm. and like how they changed that. Yeah. Because I was very concerned at first. Um, because but I think it totally works. It does once I figured out what they were doing. Yeah. But um, like how it works in the the book and the manga is that she's like, I'm gonna go take a bath. Don't peek on me. And then like in the middle of it, she's like, Oh, by the way, can you like get my face wash or whatever? Like it's in my bag. And he goes and opens the bag to get the face wash and sees like all the medicine that she has to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like hits him like, oh God, this is real. She's actually sick. Um, and he like lays down on the bed and falls asleep for a bit because he's just like in utter shock. Um, and then like they wake up and they play the truth or dare weird card version. Um, but they did it slightly different in this. And I originally thought that they were just going to cut it because she's like, hey, can you get my face wash? She opens like then you see like him put the face wash over by the door mm-hmm. and then it just cuts well it, he like he puts it by the door and there's like a lingering shot of him just like leaning on the door and it's like something's very wrong with him yeah like he's in like a state of shock or something but they don't really tell you about it yeah um so i think that that totally works but then like obviously they they go through the whole truth or dare game and then like by the end of it they cut they they wrap back around by showing like what he was looking at in the bag and it's just like the whole like you said the the gambit of her medication and everything was that during the part where she says like um you know what would you say if i said i was like scared to die is that when they did the flashback or it's around that time i don't know if it's specifically that question but like it's it's at the end of it basically yeah i mean like he it it shows him looking through the bag and seeing like the syringes and the medicines and all and he's just like um so I'm glad that they did handle it because I was initially worried, like, oh, mm-hmm. God, they're just going to ignore that. That's not cool. That would be a big thing for them to ignore, I think. It would be because that's, like, his first realization of, like, oh, this is real. Because he asked her a few times, like, before that, like, are you really dying? And she's like, yep, really am. Mm-hmm. Um, And so this is, like, his first time in every medium that he realized, like, oh, this is real. And so it's a very significant part for him and also for their relationship. Because I think here you can kind of make it so, like, at first it's just, like, him just being weird about uh, being around a girl in a shower. Right. And just feeling, like, nervous and anxious about that. But then you get the context later on. It's just like, oh, that's why he was so just, like, freaked out at the time. Like, he saw all that and it's just like, how do I handle this? I don't know how to handle this. Well, and then I ruined the moment because, like, they did the like princess carry and then like it shows them like in the same bed like facing away from each other and I had to <laughs> I said leave her <laughs> I ruined everything no we I think we we ruined a lot of this movie by doing stuff like that <laughs> I mean you know sometimes we gotta do things to keep our sanity I mean, she she got carried over to the bed and then T-posed on the bed. <laughs> she did T-posed for her dominance. 
Matthew pose for dominance. <laughs> and she has to prove dominance over her. Uh, over her. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> God. And his long butt and his M hair. Travesty. He does get better hair later. He does. It just takes him like two years. Or a year. I think it's a year. year. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, that that definitely happens. And as I mentioned before, like, he doesn't spill the beans accidentally that Gumboy has a crush on Kyoko. She's just like, yeah, we might go out. But, like, after entrance exams. exams, Yeah. And he's like, oh, maybe you should use that as a way to make him study. Um, so I guess that brings us to, um, I want us to talk about Robbie Damon and the scene that I was like, I need to hear what Robbie yeah, Damon course. does with the scene. Yeah. Um, first off, it's awkward because like they're sitting like catty cornered from each other on at, at the table. Like, so, so it's a, it's a table, obviously like it's a kitchen table. Yeah. There are four chairs, two on each side. Yes. He is on like the left, left chair on his side she is on the left chair on her side so they are diagonal to each other it's weird it's very weird i don't like why are you guys like this it's very odd um but yeah the whole like for once you call them blatantly a coward which is funny but um Mm. you know he goes in for uh living with dying and uh, gets the book, he gets to read through it, um, and then eventually, like, gets the, the back part of it where she, which, the way that they handle this is interesting, it's, like, she's in a weird, like, pastel world with, like, Saturn in the back, like, little, mm-hmm. little cartoony planets. Like a dream world. And she's, like, talking, like, basically reading the pages, um, mm-hmm. about, like, what their relationship was, and how she felt and all that um and in every version of it he basically says like is it okay if i cry now Mm -hmm. and so i was like i need to hear ronnie damon do this and i think i said that in that episode and i'm pretty sure i i remember you do you say that specifically um it it hurt i didn't cry um, you were, you were still trying to get your your airbag from nearly dying. From nearly dying, and also realizing that they're awkward and sitting <laughs> diagonally from each other. Um, but the way that he is able to voice this is interesting and different from many many times that I've heard like people crying in animation mm-hmm. or even acting in general is that usually it's like a very calculated like i'm going to cry now type thing right um his still sounds very like strained and like tight mm-hmm. like he's trying not to still but it, it it's just like gotta come out whether you want it to or not mm-hmm. um so i think he really nailed it because it's like tight anxious um introverted crying mm-hmm. um but at the same time like he's still like wailing on a table yeah um 
And it's not something that you hear very often. You don't usually hear that like strangled type of crying from people in animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine that that's very, very hard to do. Um, yeah. Like on cue. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've done it like in real life. But I don't know that I could do it if somebody's like, hey. Hey, do this now. Cry right now. But right. it has to sound strained. Right. I'd be like, ah. How do I do this? Um, but he really he did a good job. I was proud of him. It was everything I wanted it to be. Actually, it was better than what I wanted it to be. Like, it solidified that, like, he is a very talented man. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you, buddy. You're not ever <laughs> going to hear this, but I'm proud of you anyway. I don't know. Sean Chipolock like replied to one of my tweets once. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Lotus Juice liked one of my tweets before too. Yeah. Yay. Look at you. I know. So maybe if I just tell Robbie Damon they did a really good job in this, he'll be like, "Why? Why are you watching this now?" But also, sure, thank you. <laughs> um. Sure, thank you. <laughs> sure, thank you. Um, Robbie, and your role as Ha was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I laughed until I cried and also almost died from not being able to breathe. Yep. But not because of your acting, I promise. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you got the same sense of the scene that I did. Uh, um, I probably did not pick up on the, like, the intricate details of that like you did, but I still thought it was good. Yeah. So. Um, grieving Just, it was still awkward. <laughs> With the, with the way they were sitting. It was so awkward. Um, but one thing that I can say, and I can say this from experience, um, and it's kind of an odd thing to bring up on a podcast like this, but um, we've been holding that kind of thing in for a while and mm. like not really accepting a death of someone that you care about. Right. Once it finally comes out, like it, it sounds like that. Like it's a painful thing to actually experience like, physically, and like you're still trying to hold back on it because you you want to keep some sense of control over yourself. And I guess right. I I would assume that this kid has some version of like social anxiety as well, or some version of anxiety in general. Yeah. Um. So that would also be a thing of like, not only is he like finally letting it go, but he's letting it go in front of a person he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be a lot to to have happen at the time. And um, man, it's hard. Like, I don't remember. It was a few weeks ago at this point that I was just like, I finally cried for like two hours thinking about something. And I'm like, wow. That hurt, but I needed it. That was mm-hmm. good. Um, I, I will say that, like, I'm glad that the way they animated him crying was not just, like, pretty anime crying, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty ugly crying. No, he's ugly crying, which yeah. is good, because, yeah. like, he needed to ugly cry that out. That was mm-hmm. not... I was also worried about that, honestly. Yeah, that it was just gonna be like beautiful anime crying like normal, um, but they didn't do that. Like he he makes like the awful faces and everything. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like Joseph Joestar when he cried. <laughs> oh no! 
I mean, I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but also. <laughs> it wasn't a reference I was expecting to hear. Um, but yeah, I I think that he really, really nailed it. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that is to say, like, the whole voice cast did a really good job on this. Yeah, it's a really good dub. Yeah, it's a really, really good dub. Um, one of them you said is, like, somebody you wouldn't expect. Oh, it's Gumboy. Right? Yeah, because he voices another character in a different thing that's the complete opposite of what, like, Gumboy would be in terms of characters. Mm-hmm. So, just, like, it's just, those are two complete different, like, odds at the ends of the spectrum, I would say. So, he has it's just interesting. Yeah, totally. Um, her her dad's Dio. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't. You like you never hear him, so I think you no. hear him like once maybe in the entire film. <laughs> wow. He was going, "Hey, her her." <laughs> it was probably during the scene where you find out that she died. That would makes sense because i think that's the only one that has both of his parents because his mom talks a few times especially at the time where she's like yeah i knew you've been lying like i'm Mm -hmm. a mom i'm not an idiot (laughs) um yeah i don't remember his dad um this also has music from the band that did the opening right am i saying this right mm-hmm. okay what did um, you say you just said the opening <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm trying to think like was it the opening or was it i don't remember if it was the opening or ending i think but it's, it's one of the two i think it's the opening it might be the opening is it um what what's a koi is that how it's pronounced what's a what's a koi i don't remember basically you've, yeah. you've said it before but what a koi what a koi um, that what is, a koi! <laughs> a fish! You're a good God. fish! God. Um, so yeah, that, that band is uh, Sumika. They uh, they do the the theme song. They do like an insert song, I think, as well. And then the ending song. With the also, guitar they, shredding. Yeah. They also had like, the band had various voice roles in the Japanese dub of the film. So Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder who they played. I think it's probably just like... Bit parts. I hope that yeah, they were the exactly. guys who got destroyed in the beginning. That would have been funny. Um, but they're really good. Uh, I didn't like really love the ending song. The guitar solo was really funny to me. <laughs> um, especially because we had a weird situation where like the credits turned gray for us for a while. I skipped ahead. Yeah, and, and then started it, artifacting. It started artifacting, and then like the guitar solo hit, and it just like never went in black again. And it's like okay, wow, guitar solo saved the world. It's true. Um. But the the first song, like the opening song, is really really good. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's rad. Is there anything I'm missing? Uh, am I missing anything about this? I don't think so. I think basically that kind of covers the entirety of the of the story in the film. Yeah, we have. That's like not. That's like stuff that we've already talked about. So right, we have like her very blatantly spelling out the whole like. Your name is Spring, and I'm Sakura, and like that's when the the cherry blossoms bloom, and I only bloom for when I'm supposed to, like the cherry blossoms. And I'm like, yeah, got that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it 
God, I still can't believe how hard I laughed at the freaking train scene. It's good. I don't think I've laughed like that in a long, long time. I would doubt it. I really don't think I have. Like, I honestly wish that we had recorded that so I could actually hear what I sound like when I'm just like... It was ridiculous. Dying of laughing. (laughs) You're probably the only person that's heard it like that before. Yeah. Yay! (laughs) Good on you. Yay. Yay. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's basically all there is to say about the the I Want to Eat Your Pancreas film. Um, If you have watched or if you've read the novel or the manga or both, it's a great companion piece to both of those. A great uh, avenue of the story and everything. Um, If this this would be somehow your first time going to either of these, I think the film, you should watch the film first. Yeah. Which, if you're listening this far into it, then, like, you might spoil it for yourself, but, like, yeah. you should definitely watch the film first. Or if you have someone ask you about it. Yeah. Tell them to watch the film first. Yeah. It's just good life advice. Sometimes. For this movie in particular. Okay, yes. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to wrap this episode up, then. If you would like more from us, go to SeasonalCheckup.com or SCC.cool so where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Checkup and Jared and Now Watch. You can find columns reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash anime checkup. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA, where you can buy us a slice of pizza and get access to cool, fun things like unedited podcasts that go up early. Or just some random bonus episodes that we do on occasion. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Yay! Uh, next week we will be talking about something, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't The first that. episode of February. Oh my god, already? Yep. Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. We'll figure something out and we'll come back and talk about it and I'll hopefully not die of laughter. I mean, at least it was laughter and not something terrible. It's true. 